This episode is sponsored by the Real Estate Foundation of BC. REFBC is a philanthropic organization that supports sustainable, equitable, and socially just relationships with land and water. Learn more about the foundation's grants and initiatives at refbc.com. This is the Bigger Than Me podcast. Here's your host, Aaron Heat. Reconciliation is a term we're hearing more and more. My guest today is a proficient Huklamalem speaker, a thoughtful leader within his community, Squaw First Nation, and an elder in residence at the University of the Fraser Valley. We dive into the Huklamalem language, lessons and teachings within Indigenous culture, and how we can grow and reconnect with our cultures. My guest today is Eddie Gardner. Mr. Gardner, it's such a pleasure to sit down with you again. Uh, we had the pleasure of doing it a couple of years ago now, uh, but it's such an honor to, to share some space with you. I'm wondering if we could perhaps start with, you're often called an elder, and I'm wondering if you could, uh, for listeners, describe what it means to you to be an elder. Well, um, first of all, my uh, my Wilmoch name is Tatlam Spath, me and Singing Bear, and um, I'm from uh, Squaw First Nation. Uh, and we're a part of the Palau tribe, but I'm, uh, <clears throat> I've been, uh, um, recognized as an elder by, by the people. And it's, uh, it's really the people who decide, you know, if I, if I carry myself, uh, as an elder, I'm, I'm 77 years old. Um, but, uh, uh, to be a, to be a, a true elder, you need to carry yourself in a good way and, and, um, uh, be a, be a, uh, experienced in, in, uh, in what it takes to, uh, care for the land and the water, the language and, and, uh, to be in, engaged, you know, with, uh, with the community. So, um, uh, when, uh, when you're an elder, you, uh, um, you make sure that you, 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 uh, capture as much knowledge as you can from, uh, from what we inherited as, uh, as Quilmoch people and embrace, uh, the, the values, embrace, uh, the laws, the principles, uh, what we call our Snowyeth. Um, and, uh, those are teachings, you know, from, uh, from, uh, our ancestors. And, uh, it's really, it's really, uh, um, an honor, uh, a, a huge honor to be, uh, acknowledged as, uh, as an, uh, as an elder and be responsible for, uh, for sharing, you know, what, uh, what we have. Elders, um, come from different backgrounds and they have different, uh, uh, experience and, and skills and training and life experience, um, and, uh, and can share what they know. Um, so one elder doesn't know everything, but, uh, uh, there's a lot of pressure on elders when there's uh, those kind of expectations put on, uh, elders, but, uh, um, each elder, uh, uh, has a gift that they've been able to cultivate, um, and has, uh, we have that, uh, spiritual connection to, to the land and to the ancestors. And, uh, we, uh, we continually, uh, guide ourselves, uh, from um, <clears throat> that spiritual connection that we have. 
Yeah. Do you find that it's a lot of responsibility? Obviously, as we lose uh, matriarchs and, and elders in our community, there's more pressure and responsibility placed on, on the individuals for youth, young people to go to for knowledge and insights. Do you feel like that's a lot of responsibility? Well, it's, um, I think it's a, it's a good responsibility, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of reciprocity that goes with it. You know, there's the giving and, and the receiving. And uh, elders in our community are held in uh, very high regards and, and are, are very well respected. So um, in, uh, in exchange for that, uh, we, uh, elders um, uh, uh, do a lot of sharing. And um, and the work of uh, the work of an elder is uh, is never over. Um, we continue to learn, to grow, to adapt, to to uh, uh, look, uh, to be forward looking, um, carrying carrying uh, uh, the heritage, the uh, the wisdom, and the teachings. You know that uh, that, that come from uh, previous generations. Uh, seven generations uh, theme. You know, I've talked about that before. If we're always at the center, and and what we need to do is uh, is uh, remember, you know, what we inherited uh, th- through the past seven generations, and live our life in a way that will be of benefit. Carry on the good teachings. Carry on the good uh, uh, values uh, and um, our culture. And our language, and um, uh, and and live it in such a way that uh, future generations will continue to benefit from what we have. In our previous conversation, one thing that still stands out to me today that I actually recite for people is that you described um, bugs as the ones that crawl rather than bugs. And you talked about trees, and you didn't say trees, you said the rooted ones. And what I really loved about that and what I thought a lot about since that conversation is the derogatory term that can come with the idea of a bug. That we sort of look at it like get it off of me and when you describe it as the one that crawls it's almost like there's an added respect to it is this intentional is this something that you think about or is this just a teaching well uh everything has a uh, uh, has that shwili, that life spirit uh, that life spirit is in the, the insects it's in the rocks it's in the water it's in the animals and the and the moon and stars and it's in in, in us you know, that's that shwili, that sacredness that's within us uh, connects us with uh, everyone and everything. So uh, we uh, we tank we 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 can't take uh, for granted anything. You know, and so we we need to be uh, very mindful about uh, about how we relate. You know, to uh, uh, to to the insects and and to everything that we have here. Um, biodiversity is uh, is something that uh, that uh, um, we depend on, and if we lose biodiversity, then um, then we won't survive. Um, so uh, the ones that will survive are the insects, the bugs, <laughs> the, the ones, <laughs> the little ones. You know, they're the ones that are going to last a, a lot of when we're long gone. Uh, they they'll still be around. So so we need to acknowledge uh, that uh, that life that they will continue to carry on and and. Uh, um, with uh, with climate change, uh, if there's a huge disaster that happens, and and uh, and um, 
life, uh, the, the big ones uh, like us and the large animals and whatnot, if they go by the wayside and those little ones are still there, they're the ones who are going to um, revitalize and, and, and allow things to grow back uh, again later. So... Um, yeah, we need to give high respect to the uh, the little ones. Have you always been connected to the land deeply, or was that something that you learned over time? It seems like my generation can often be very disconnected from the land and not understand how everything is connected to each other. Is this something you always knew, or was this a journey as well? It was uh, it was something that uh, that I that I sensed as a very very young. Uh, young person and um uh it's it's that uh that energy um spirit has an energy and when we when we say there's a life spirit and everything uh, we 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 look at the physical side of who we are but scientists have now uh explored that uh, uh much uh, further and uh, has has uh, come to uh, uh, the conclusion that uh, everything is is energy, matter is energy. When you break down the molecules and then you break down the the, the atoms and you go uh, deeper and deeper, you're looking at space. There's a lot of space, and that space uh, carries a lot of energy. And energy carries information, and information is what uh, is what uh, brings about uh, brings about matter and life. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I, I kind of sense that, and and now that uh, um, that we have the the this uh, quant what we call quantum physics, that is that. That 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 reconfirmed what I felt, what I sensed when I was a young uh, young person. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting because you you do seem to enjoy the science and connecting that with your with the belief systems of indigenous culture. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, um, this the, this uh, concept of uh, two eyed uh, uh, seeing is uh, is is uh, real. Um, uh, Science and and um, uh, Western Western thinking have uh, strayed away from uh, that uh, that spirituality that that energy that comes with uh, spirit and that's in everything and everyone and uh, has only looked at uh, at breaking down matter and uh, um, and so. Uh, when we look at uh, when we look at our way of living, our teachings, our our practices, um, it, it's uh, it's challenging to to um, uh, convey that or communicate that in a way that would uh, capture the attention of uh, of Western thinkers, um, because uh, uh, our our uh, way of dealing with energy and matter and and everything around us is through ceremony, and so that's I think is is what is lacking, you know, in 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 Western culture. They there's not enough uh, ceremony that is put into the work that they do, and uh, when when you do that, there's magic that happens. There's things that uh, that uh, that come about. Um, that uh, you wouldn't uh, that 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 uh, is so unexpected. Um, so uh, prayer, spirituality, ceremony, 
together with uh, with uh, Western Western ways of uh, uh, of uh, thinking and doing and being is uh, is really where it's at today. And I think I think uh, p- uh, uh, more people are coming to. Um, uh, to to be a little more familiar with this and 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 our there's a growing comfort with uh, with uh, the the need to integrate that you know with uh, how how we're we're going to um, um, create uh, create a vision for the future that uh, that will respect and honor um, uh, natural laws that will respect and honor um, the, that shwili that's, uh, that's in everyone and everything in, in our Mother Earth. And um, when we treat, uh, for example, um, uh, the salmon, when we treat uh, the deer, when we treat uh, the rooted ones, the, the, um, the cedar and all the medicinal plants and foods, when we treat those as relatives, we... Um, when uh, when people talk about their relatives, they they show a lot of care and love and and uh, and uh, so if if they looked upon the salmon as a relative or the cedar or the other rooted ones that feed us, uh, then uh, as relatives, then they would have much more respect and and would uh, walk much more lightly on Mother Earth. This reminds me of the origin story of mm-hmm. the creation story in indigenous yeah. culture, this idea that they give themselves the plants, uh, the animals, uh, the ones in the river, they give themselves to us, but they ask for something in return to be respected, be remembered, be mm-hmm. honored, and then respect certain times of not fishing, and then to give to those less fortunate. Uh, do you have any thoughts on on how we think about this? Yeah, um, I think... Uh, <clears throat> um, Religion, Christianity, uh, Western thinking—they um, there's a the, the, this concept of dominating uh, uh, the earth uh, for their own use, and um, and, and and that's uh, that, that that's uh, uh, not the right way to go, um, because um, uh, if. Uh, it, 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 when people look at uh, at the loss of biodiversity uh, today, uh, there's alarm bells that are ringing uh, all over the place. Hey, we're going down this wrong path, you know, and we need to to change. What are they going to do to change? They're going they're going to need to change um, how we relate to the land and the water and and all of what we call schachamas in our language. Um, all our gifts from our Creator. Uh, we were uh, in our origin stories. We were the you know the last ones to be recreated. Everything came before. We came as dependent on all of this that came before us. And so, um, uh, when we raise, when we acknowledge that uh, that uh, the, the the salmon and the the trees, the grass, uh, everything is above us. You know we're they're all up there. We're down here. <laughs> we need to. We need to uh, um, live in harmony with everything that, uh, that that's around us instead of uh, dominating it. That is the biggest, I think, uh, most uh, important distinction, you know, between those two two uh, um, 
ways of thinking. I couldn't agree more. You're an individual who does a lot. And before we started, you were talking about all the things you do, yet you bring energy to it in a way that it seems like some people aren't able to. They go into their job. They're not excited about that. They go into their their day-to-day work. They're not excited about that. They come home. They don't want to do their chores. But you seem to bring this sincere, genuine willingness to engage and support and build others up. I'm just wondering, how, how does this come about for you? How do you, you seem like a person very much at peace. And I'm just curious as to how you found this. Did it take a lot of work? How did you start to work towards this? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I, um, uh, I think that, uh, uh, what, uh, what is important for me is, is, uh, putting a, a lot of joy and love in, in, in what you do. Um, every human being is put down here for a purpose and that is to learn an awful lot of lessons. And I, I I'm, I'm one who has learned a lot of lessons about, uh, about how we need to 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 think and to feel and to behave, and uh, <clears throat> um, uh, we all go down this road uh, uh, where we know that we're you know when we're, we're we're out of balance and and we ask ourselves and challenge ourselves why why are we so out of balance and uh, why are we feeling this tension and why why are we uh, stressed and and uh, all those uh, all those feelings uh, um, about uh, uh, being a uh, feeling like we're a victim of our circumstances and that kind of thing, um, we have to go th- uh, through a, a, a river of change to to release and let go of all those uh, uh, ways of uh, thinking and why we uh, we uh, we winded up feeling and behaving. Um, under stress and strain and um, trauma and all those things. Um, and uh, once we go within, I think uh, the, the, the important thing for every human being is to really go in and find that peace within themselves. And when we talk of that word, Shwili, uh, there, there's, a, there's a sacredness that is inside each and every one of us. People call it divine energy, divinity. Um, and and uh, and it's and it's real. It is there, that sacredness can never be destroyed by opinions. It can never be destroyed by bullets. It could never be destroyed by anything. Hatred. Nothing can can destroy can destroy the sacredness that's within us. Once we're able to, once we're able to uh, uh, go within, and 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 focus on on that purity that we have. Um, then we then we can uh, sense um, uh, why we you know that fundamental question every human being asks why did I show up at this stage you know during this era what am I doing here what is my role what is my true role to be here and once we find that out um, then uh, then you you can make peace with yourself and. Um, and instead of uh, focusing on all the negativity of the past, what we do is we uh, we uh, we we think we we create a good vision for ourselves through these great minds of ourselves and elevate our our our, our good feelings of joy, of happiness, of uh, empowerment, of that uh, 
that uh, sense of uh, self-agency, that uh, that ability, that will that we have, you know, to uh, um, to to move towards that uh, vision, but in a way that uh, that will bring about uh, joy and happiness, and doing things for the greater good, and making peace with ourselves, and and knowing that that we have that confidence within ourselves to uh, um, just to be who we are, and and accept our um, our limitations, but accept the 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 uh, enormity of of power that we have within ourselves. Each and every one of us has it, but we have to wake up to it, and uh, and and that is forgetting. That is uh, that is um, um, uh, making it easier for us to forget. Uh, not to live by by the memories of uh, stress and strain and trauma, but to live by by creating a future that will that we can create and anticipate and uh, and and actually predict by uh, by elevating you know our our emotional connection to that vision for the future. And that brings about joy. That brings about happiness. That brings about oneness. It brings about singleness. It brings about our connection to everyone and every everything. And so, when we go to meetings, when we get out into uh, um, any social event of any kind, if if uh, people are disagreeing with you, or if people are treating you, uh, you know, in a way that's disrespectful or anything, then. Um, if you have that centeredness inside of you, you won't allow that to interfere with you anymore. Right. You will you will feel sorry for those people. In fact, you know, and 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 recognize that, hey, I was once there before, you know, I I, I was like that person before, and and they're a little bit of reflect uh, of a reflection of how I was, and so I can release and let that go because I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. I'm a different. I'm an evolving person, and that's how we need to feel about ourselves. We need to feel that every day when we wake up in the morning, we can create a good vision for the rest of the day, and we can uh, we can celebrate that that uh, we can make mistakes and fall backwards and that kind of thing, but. We use that as lessons, as stepping stones, as uh, as that ability to cross the river of change and evolve and move forward. And we're always evolving. We always have something to learn until we. It's our time to go into the spirit world, and then we can do our work on the other side and uh, provide good guidance to future generations. Oh, that is so beautiful. I really appreciate you describing that because I think that that's where so many people fall. You talked about the benefits of ceremony. Uh, I often see you on the Veda River just enjoying some peace by yourself. I'm mm. curious as to how do we start to work towards this feeling of oneness? Because so often in the business world, we have an agenda. We go through A, B, C, and D, and then we all get up and leave. There is no breaking bread. There is less connection. How do we strive towards finding that sense of oneness? I think everything is there for everyone. You know, like uh, we... <clears throat> um, uh, people from all backgrounds, um, uh, when, you, when uh, human beings, wherever they come from on this planet, um, 
they have a special uh, we we all have a special connection to the environment that uh, that influences us and um uh there are conditions that uh, that are that are there and it's it's how we respond to the uh to the conditions that are around us um instead of allowing um allowing uh, uh the environment to to uh control us we can have some control over over the social and physical environment that we're we're living in so um uh chinese uh people they have uh they have taoism you know and that philosophy of taoism is is connected to uh to uh, uh the natural world they draw a lot of really good teachings there's a lot of really good stories that they have so the chinese have a way uh, they they have a philosophy they 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 have access to this rich heritage that uh, that has been left down through through the chinese generations and every other culture has that as well so i think i think uh, because of uh, because of technology and the fast pace of uh, of uh, of uh, work and developments and everything that's going on around us uh, uh, we have a challenge of uh, of uh, of uh, disconnecting from what is really important right and and being connected to this uh, this uh, these technologies that uh, that uh, create separateness instead of wholeness yeah. and so people need to uh, learn how to to uh, to be more connected you know with uh, with the uh, physical surrounding and uh, look upon them as teachers not not learning about them but learning from them. you know everything around us yeah. you know so that's that's where we need to go with it is there a moment that stands out to you teaching young people supporting them is there advice or a teaching that you have that stands out to you that that seems to be lacking for young people at this time um <clears throat> yeah i think uh i think what uh, uh young people need to to focus on is is uh you know that uh um that connection to uh what the elders uh, have to say and 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 listen and uh, open their minds up to 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 the teachings that are there that they that the elders have you know both men and women um and 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 participate in in, in ceremony uh, be a little more curious about who they are and where they come from uh, looking at their their mother and their father and their 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 great lineages that uh, that trace back to this land you know for thousands and thousands of years a lot when they realize how rich they really are you know they they can they can elevate you know a sense of self-worth again a sense of self-esteem and 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 that's that is the power that those are the engines those are those are the uh, the healing qualities that will that will allow them to uh, change the way they think and behave and feel and um so so our culture our language um our stories um and uh that 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 relationship uh 
um, uh, to the ancestors is uh, is, is critical, and uh, and um, and not to be afraid, to be curious about all that, because the we we have uh, been subjected to colonialism that has uh, that has taken away our language that has. Uh, created division, you know, in our in our family uh, uh, systems that we have, and um, that uh, that divisiveness, that separateness, is uh, is what is uh, troubling, you know, our, our our young people. Once they start to reconnect, you know, with that that um, that culture, that language. That heritage that that we all have, you know, as uh, as Wilmoch, then they then they, they then they will uh, get a sense of empowerment within themselves, and uh, they'll stay away from the drugs and the alcohol, and and uh, reduce their their, uh, their the time and energy that they spend on technology, and and refocus uh, uh, their attention to back to the land, yeah. you know. Back to the language, you know. Don't be afraid of uh, of, uh, of learning the language. Making a mistake when you when you uh, try to try out the language, right? I I find that a lot of uh, uh, of our people are are uh, intimidated by learning the language because there are so many dialects, and uh, they they uh, they don't want to be. Um, they don't want to. They don't want to feel bad because they they mispronounce something and uh, they feel feel uh, inferior to those who can speak the language a lot more. But um, um, I find that uh, that when people are our young people are brought into the language are are. You know, we we have to be very creative about motivating and getting them engaged in 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 learning the language. Um, once they make those small, simple steps, just one, two, three little steps, to uh, um, gain a little bit of growth in a language. Once they've taken them, then they will become more familiar and more comfortable and more sure of themselves about uh, about learning a little more, taking a little, few more steps, you know, to learn the language. Yeah. And feel good, feel proud, feel like uh, like I felt, you know, when, uh, when I had that thirst to learn our language. Uh, um, every word, every phrase that I was able to learn in the language I told myself, huh, those are words and phrases that the Indian Residential School legacy couldn't take away from me. And I felt good about that. So, so that's, that, that's, that's part of the attitude that uh, we need to cultivate with our young people so yeah. that uh, they can uh, uh, come into their own. I really love that comment about looking at your lineage with a sense of pride and a mm -hmm. sense of admiration because I look at the things that my family lineage had to endure in order for me to be here today. My mother being born with fetal alcohol syndrome disorder as a mm -hmm. consequence of her mother drinking. Mm -hmm. But she drank to cope with what she saw at Indian Residential School. And so to see what they endured, to see 
how resilient and strong they were. Mm-hmm. You could look at them with judgment and say, why, how, why would you do that? But to understand that they did those things so I could be here today and so my, that my children could be here and grandchildren and, and to see them with admiration and understand that they learned things and they survived things and they were strong mm-hmm. and to think that you come from them. That mm-hmm. you're connected with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for others, it might be that their their parents or grandparents fought in World War II or World War One, and that they stood up for the rights of people to be able to be free, to be able to speak, to be able to have their own thoughts, to see your family lineage with some sense of of admiration. It seems mm-hmm. like sometimes we lack that. We feel like we're one person, and our parents are over there doing their own thing. And there's this sense of disconnectedness that we have with our family lineage. And then you're talking about the language and this thirst for it. I'm curious as to how that came about for you. Well, um, I was I was born in Hope, BC, and um, my that was in uh, 1946. And when I was 10 years old in 56, uh, my dad found a job working uh, for the Quebec North Shore and Labrador Railroad. And so he moved the family over to Setsil, Quebec. And that's where I learned how to speak French. And um, we lived uh, in Setsil. There was uh, this uh, um, indigenous uh, nation there. Uh, they called them Inu now. They're Montagnier before. Um, and uh, they all spoke their language. And, um, and, and when I uh, tried to learn their language, I, I picked a little bit of it up here and there. And then... I asked my, you know, my my father and my mother about our language, and they only knew uh, one or two words, and I felt pretty bad about that, you know. I, geez, we don't even know our language. Uh, we're not speaking. Uh, don't even know the, the name of our language, you know, when I was a little guy like that. So... Um, I grew up. Uh, I grew up uh, back east, and and uh, I went to other other nations, and some of them, some of them, a lot of their the people were um, um, kind of assimilated because of the residential school. Uh, uh, they took away the the language, um, and we were treated like savages and that kind of thing. Um, and uh but there were others who who uh were able to survive uh the the uh, that dark era you know and 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 were still able to keep their language um as i traveled through uh through canada i i met some of those uh, amazing people um and uh there were there there were some uh, inspirational stories that I were that that uh, was told to me about how they kept their language. There's uh, even closer to home up in uh, 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 Lytton First Nation. There was an elder up there, and uh, he used to tell us uh, everybody, you know, in in at gatherings. He said uh, he would take pride, and he would say, "I was an Indian." Every day of my life, I never missed one day. Said the when I was going when I was going to residential school, I spoke Indian to myself. 
and to uh, to others who were able to speak the language, and we 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 shared their language in in private. Some of the others were not able to do that, but but I did, you know. And so when I when I heard that, I was an Indian every day of my life, and I still speak my language. And he did. Uh, that, that was so inspirational. And Dr. Siamia Tiliad, our our last fluent speaker, she would uh, she would share with us that uh, she would go to the um, uh, the end of the. Uh, Field that separated the uh, the Indian residential school in St. Mary's, and she would speak Indian to herself, and uh, she would always remember the language. She she just was not. She was determined not to allow them to take the language away from her, and so so she uh, survived the Indian residential school herself by uh, continuing to speak the language, and then when I um, like I. I, uh, I I knew there was something missing, you know, when I was growing up back east, and then I finally made it back home in in 1994, and uh, I went to the uh, the Kukalitsa, uh, uh longhouse there, and and there was uh, I heard uh, some singing going on, and so I went in there, and uh, there was a uh, there, there was a uh, Tsilayathalwit. Uh, you know, uh, she was uh, she was singing um, singing in the language with some students of hers, and 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 it sounded so beautiful. And I thought, wow, there's they're singing in our language. And uh, so I went to uh, see Silla uh, um, Othwit, and I said, hey, you guys are singing in our language. Wow, that's amazing. And she said, don't you know how to do that, Eddie? I said, no, I don't know how to do that. So well, you you need to learn that. <laughs> so I said, how do I do that? So she told me all about uh, the movement of foot, you know, here to uh, to uh, uh, revitalize our language, bring our language uh, alive. And I got so thrilled and so happy about that. I I, uh, I, I signed up, you know, with uh, the four classes that uh, we had uh, going and. Um, uh, those four levels of uh, of uh, language uh, uh, levels, uh, I, I I took all those courses, and 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 there were there were a few linguistic courses after that that uh, that uh, that I took, and um, uh, I finally was able to 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 get a certificate uh, called intermediate fluency in in Halkamalem. I thought that was quite uh, uh, generous to say it was intermediate. I didn't feel intermediate, <laughs> but uh, but I kept going. I kept learning, and um, uh, my my sister Stalamethit, she was uh, 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 very very well educated and and uh, uh, had that uh, that ability to to fundraise for. Um, uh, Getting resources to revitalize our language, and uh, so uh, she she created an uh, an opportunity for for those who attained intermediate uh, fluency to um, to go up another level, 
and then be able to get certified to teach in the schools and 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 uh, and therefore get paid an adequate salary you know for doing so so our uh, our language is being taught in the schools it's being taught at UFV it's being taught in uh, the schools in our communities which is absolutely wonderful because the young people are are the ones who are going to be very strong in the language um and um and nowadays uh uh there is um uh, another uh, program, Stalo Shwili, um, whereby they work with uh, Dr. Siamia Tiliot and uh, linguists to uh, create even more tools, you know, to, to enhance that ability for those who are more advanced in language to take steps and, and, and grow. Uh, to to greater fluency, so I'm really happy about that, and I and I've been uh, participating in it, um, and now uh, now I'm a teacher in the language. You know, I I, I teach the language um, in our community. Um, I I develop uh, language courses online. You know, for family, and so the family, uh, our our family is uh, is uh, growing in the language and. What I want to do is uh, is um, be a uh, a teacher uh, of the language in our community, but more intensely involved, you know, um, and uh, continue to work with all the others uh, who are who are uh, um, really making our language come alive. Uh, one of the dreams we have is is to have a radio station, you know, where all our fluent speakers can uh, can chat, you know, in our language uh, on on the radio. So uh, that's uh, that's something that uh, that we're going to work towards. Um, but there's uh, there's other uh, uh, initiatives we're taking, and one of them is uh, the the A the good medicine songs, right. and those are sung in English and Halkamalam. And <clears throat> um, we're merging, you know, our, our drumming and singing, plus our language, with, uh, with eco-rock. And that just really, really lifts the crowd every time we sing them because when we create these songs, those songs are steeped in our... In our um, uh, Shwokwiam stories and our Squelquel stories, and so <clears throat> so it it, it uh, provides a lot of fun, you know, to learn the language because people are singing in the language, and they're also also it's a cross cultural thing, and uh, people from all uh, backgrounds can come and and kind of get a real good taste of what it's like, you know, to uh, what what it what it uh, what it really means, you know, to 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 speak. Uh, an indigenous language because the words and the phrases uh, bring so many really beautiful teachings um, about who we are and, and where we came from and and uh, some of the stories people you know uh, uh, can't relate to as you know well they're just fairy tales or they have a maybe a uh, an opinion about them that has changed, but when people kind of come to appreciate the uh, and look at uh, at some of the um, uh, stories that we have, we see archetypes in there, 
And those archetypes are very powerful teachings about how we need to be, how we need to relate, you know, to to the land uh, that uh, that uh, we lived in here for thousands of years in Tamuk. So, yeah. This leads me into my question. I'm wondering, what do you, you, you understand French, English? What is unique to you about the Halklamalam language? What stands out to you? What stands out to me is is uh, is that uh, um, uh, the every word every word that we have in our language um, it carry carries a, carries a richness that cannot be found anywhere else, um, and uh, it's Halkmalem uh, is. Uh, uh, provides us with a with a, a world view that is so unique and so rich and so valuable um, that we need to treasure it and we need to uh, we need to cultivate it. It's an uh, it's an endangered language. Um, when I was uh, learning uh, French, uh, it was on TV. You know, it was on the radio, it was in the magazines, so you go to the stores, everything is translated into English and French, you know. So uh, you walk down the street and, the, you know, people, uh, you could speak the language. And when I uh, was learning the language in uh, Setzil, uh, uh, I made mistakes, you know, in the beginning, but uh, I didn't take it personally, you know. Uh, people people laughed and giggled, you know, when I said something funny, you know, and, and they would correct me. And then so when I got corrected, you know, I felt better, you know, because uh, I, I had so many teachers, you know, learning the language. But um, <clears throat> uh, as my uh, sister noted, uh, uh, Stalamethid, Ethel Gardner, she said uh, that... Uh, we need to we need to make our language a lot more visible. It needs to be in print. It needs to be on the radio. It needs to be uh, uh, it needs to be uh, uh, on every street corner, you know, in Chilliwack. You know, we need to have our our Halkamalum, Halkamalum, uh up everywhere, and uh, uh, we need to motivate uh, uh, more of our people to. Uh, to uh, take up the language and and um, cultivate that sense of responsibility. Everybody carries a little bit of responsibility to revitalize our language, to take back our language. Like I said before, land back, language back, Elkamalum back. <laughs> we need to. We need that. We really do. I couldn't agree more. I'm curious. Can you walk us through some phrases that stand out to you? Uh, that are worth knowing. The challenge I see right now is that people are in the stage of learning, but it feels like, as you said, there are some people out there who are eager to correct and not in the polite, hey, just so you know, it's actually this. It's more of like a, you're saying it wrong, stop it, you're, you're doing it wrong. And I've seen that quite a few times when people are trying to pronounce certain words. They're curious but they make a mistake. And it seems like sometimes there's not enough empathy for those people. Can you walk us through some terms that you think it would be useful for people to know if they're just getting started? Um, I think that uh, um, there, there, there was uh, some, uh, some uh, really, really intelligent thought that was given to, um, 
to learning um, the dialect um, of Halkamelum, Halkaminum, uh, over on the island. And um, because there are more speakers over there than there are over here for Halkamelum, upriver, right? So, um, and even here, there, there's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of um, dialects, you know, Schehelis, Chilhoyuk, Teet, Palauf. They're all different. They, they all carry different dialects. And so um, when, we, uh, when we learn um, uh, a language, uh, some, some of the words, um, uh, those dialects uh, come into play. And we need to, we need to uh, acknowledge that, uh, that each dialect is, uh, is um, uh, special. And uh, uh, some of the some of the old ones who uh, who who left the language uh, to some of the people, um, let's say out at Chehelis or Chilhoyuk, um, they say, uh, for instance, um, uh, out in Chehelis, uh, uh, they would say Chet instead of uh, Tset, which means uh, we, right? Um, and, uh, so you can interchange them, you know, and whenever we find, uh, whenever we find out, uh, uh, how somebody, uh, pronounces or says a word or a phrase we need to, and it's a little bit different than, than, than what you're learning. Um, uh, we tell our, we tell our students that, uh, uh honor, honor whoever says it a little different. And say that's good. Where did you learn how to learn that? And uh, and this is how we say it. You know, um, it's just like English, right? You say tomato, tomato. <laughs> I say tomato. You know, it, it's a little bit different. You know, so so we we just need to uh, 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 get people to 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 accept that there 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 are several di dialects out there in our area. And uh, and we need to respect them all, but uh, uh, when we uh, when we have a, a set of teachings, um, uh, how we learn the language, we learned it from from elders who came together and said, "Let's create these tools. Let's create uh, up river Halkamalem, uh dialect." And uh, the the ones that uh, that at Chehalis and Chilhoyuk and Tate, they're all a little bit different, but they're they're they have so much in common. And so um, all these tools and all the words that uh, that have been uh, uh, brought down to us, um, you can hear them on some of the old tapes now. You can hear them in some of the tapes of uh, our teachers that have gone before us now. Tzilayathlawid, Yamalad, Huyalamad, Tzatzilakwat, all those great teachers, uh, you can hear their recordings now and uh, go back to them. And, and, and you can tell there's a little bit of difference in every one of them, 
but they're all good, of course, right? Because they're, they were the fluent teachers of the time. And, and we had such a great time learning from them. And they respected everybody who, who, uh, who was uh, learning the language. And they never, ever uh, laughed at them or were too strict with them. Uh, they just uh, kept repeating and repeating and repeating the language until they were able to uh, capture it and, 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 and become familiar with, uh, with the different ways of saying it in our area here. So people just need to be mindful of uh, some of the some of the changes, yeah. you know, in dialects. Are there some phrases, some words, some areas that stand out to you that that you think it's worth people learning about? Because it's like when you l learn "lachiam" means always wild strawberries. Every time I tell people about that, they're intrigued, they're interested. Is there some that stand out to you that mean a lot to people? Um. There, there's a lot of uh, of uh, key phrases that uh, that uh, people people say uh, um, on a regular basis, especially at meetings when we're talking about the land. You know, we, uh, when we say that means uh, this is our territory. We need to take good care of everything that belongs to us, right? Um, that uh, that needs to be on the lips of everybody. You know, our leaders, our people, every uh, title holders, we're the title holders. Every title holder needs to be able to say that, you know. Uh, when we uh, when we welcome people to our territory, we say, uh, um, that means welcome to our unceded territory. Every title holder needs to learn that you know, in our language so that, uh, so that when they, when they say it in our language and then they re, they translate it into English, it carries a greater weight and significance and, and, uh, awareness about, uh, well, yeah, you know, the, uh, our territory is, uh, has not been, um, uh, resolved yet in terms of, uh, uh, land, what we call land claims today, you know, um, it all brings to uh, uh, the, the the fundamentals of uh, um, uh, of our situation. Um, when we look at the Pope and what the Pope said, you know, recently about repudiating, you know, the doctrine of discovery and uh, terra nullius, right? Uh, this is empty land. Um, and then we say uh, our territory, right? Um, then um, uh, uh, saying those words uh, uh, mean mean something ever more, um, because uh, because this notion of uh, of uh, white supremacy or this notion of uh, assumed crown you know, land, it's assumed, it's not real. This, we know that our, this is our land, this is, this is real, this is our territory. This is uh, not assumed, this is something that uh, we've, that uh, says that uh, uh, we've occupied this, uh, this territory for thousands of years and, and, and uh, people have just uh, uh, assumed uh, authority over our land, you know, so they, it, it does make a big difference. 
you know, when you say those words now. Yeah. I think it's really valuable because people can start to see the depths of the language and you can start to admire things about it like you can with the French language or other languages. You can start to see the unique characteristics about that language. Is there anything that stands out to you in regards to how Halklamelum is somewhat unique from other dialects or something it does that's special? Yeah, the, the, the Halklamelum is, um, um, is a very special language because it uh, it's uh, it's steeped in the land. It's it's really steeped in in uh, and focused on our our land um, and our ancestors um, who looked after this uh, territory for thousands of years, and um, uh, all those words like skhamas. Uh, that's uh, that's the gifts from our Creator, right? Um, when we say uh, when say we say uh, Mother Earth, Tamuk uh, Thatal, uh, that's 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 a special relationship to our to our Mother Earth, and um, other nations have uh, uh, looked at that term. Uh, all my relations, you know, Muk Telskaka, you know, that means uh, all our relations, you know, in our language, right? Um, so when we, uh, 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 look at that phrase, what does it really mean? It means that, uh, we're related to everyone and everything here, you know, and, uh, and then you, you think of, uh, right after that, and, uh, that's that life spirit, um, what does life spirit mean, you know, to you? What does life spirit mean to, to other people, right? Um, and uh, our uh, our elder Yamala, she said, uh, uh, "Life spirit is in the in the rocks. It's in the trees. It's in the river. It's in you. It's in your mother. It's in your grandmother. Your great grandmother. It goes back thousands of years. Life spirit will last forever. You know, it's." Uh, that's 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 pretty pretty significant, right? So, um, yeah, um, we are uh, we are looking to uh, um, uh, make our language uh, grow uh, much stronger, and uh, what we want to do is uh, is uh, all the different texts that are related to a vision, you know, for our future. Uh, that needs to be translated into uh, into Halkamalem. and um, um, there are some words there. There are some words that uh, that are hard to translate. Of course, you know, in our language, and uh, the elders need to think about it. You know, and uh, when uh, they asked. Uh, uh, the elders, how do you translate uh, science in, lang- in our language? And they say, what do you mean by science? And so they went on about what they meant about science. And so they came, they 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 talked about that amongst themselves. And then they, they came back and they said, well, to us, uh, uh, science uh, is iwas tetamuch. And uh, they said, what does that mean? That means uh, teachings of the earth. So that's, 
that means we're te- we're we're getting teachings from the earth. We're not learning about the earth, yeah. <laughs> which is a different worldview, right? Exactly. So our 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 language carries such a broad and 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 unique and and um, uh, a meaningful uh, worldview that uh, that that helps guide how we live and how we think and how we feel about uh, about living in, in in this part of the world that's one of the things I was thinking about is like the philosophical differences between how we speak in English versus the Helkomalum language the often indigenous cultures is considered more community oriented that we're more together whereas with western culture it's always referred to as individualistic yeah. the individual and yeah. so i'm just curious as to how that that relates yeah that's uh, uh, uh when we say we're title holders where uh title title to the land is a is kind of a uh, a foreign uh, concept in a way but uh, it, uh, uh, when we say we're all title holders, that means we're collectively, you know, we uh, we we uh, we're part of this land. Nobody can take that away, you know. Um, and um, uh, and in Western uh, views, it's uh, you know fee simple kind of thing is. You know, you have ownership, and once you have ownership, then you have more power than than the collective, right? Because uh, this is private property, stay out. Whereas, uh, whereas collectively, when we we own something communally, then the community really, truly, genuinely benefits, not just one person, right? Yeah. So it uh, um, that collective concept is something that uh, cultivates uh, uh, the importance of uh, sharing, the importance of uh, of uh, community uh, uh, well-being, and in opposed to uh, power and control, you know, and, and Western thinking. I love this. Would you mind telling people how they could get started if they're interested in learning more about the language? Yes, uh, I think uh, there's uh, um, uh, several courses now that are being offered at uh, the University of the Fraser Valley, um, and then we have. Uh, Stalo Shwili, um, which is uh, um, a program that is, that is run out of the uh, uh, Stalo Research and Resource Management Center, um, and they are they are developing a lot of really powerful tools, um, booklets, uh, the uh, phoneme chart that uh, helps us uh, uh, get a good start in the language. Um, uh, and uh, some of the uh, this uh, Stalo Shuli program is uh, is uh, um, connected with uh, a lot of teachers who are in the schools um, or in the communities, and they're they're actively you know out there teaching the language. So um, they would be a rich resource, and they also have um, they also have a uh, a library there. You know, there are several books. Uh, um, the wisdom of our elders, you know, is is one of them that uh, that uh, provides a, a really strong and powerful foundation on on uh, learning the language, and it's a, it's a really rich resource. And I would uh, I would uh, uh, encourage people to who are interested to look at that book, Talmos, yes, Siliyalakwa, 
you know, the wisdom of our elders. You know, that's a really good book. Yeah, and uh, I'm teaching the language. Um, I think uh, um, there's a. Uh, uh, I, I'd like to, uh, you know, really, really encourage our people if they if in the communities. Um, not to be afraid of the language, not to be afraid to, to, to learn the language, but be really curious about, uh, about how are the, the simple, easy steps that you can take to begin learning the language and, and just uh, have fun with it, you know, just, just enjoy it. And, uh, and they're, they're, they'll grow in the language if they, and uh, all they have to do is ask, you know, just go to their chief and counsel. Say, I want to learn the language, you know, and and uh, there, you need to develop a language course, and things will happen, you know, because uh, if you never ask, if you're never curious, uh, you'll never know, you know. So uh, people just need to to be to uh, relax, be comfortable, to just know that uh, that there are teachers out there who have a lot of patience who have uh, a lot of really beautiful good tools you know to to facilitate and make learning the language easier you know so uh, just uh, just have confidence in yourself that uh, yeah you can you can learn the language too you know you you speak so elegantly. I really appreciate your time. The last time we did this, it was like 38 degree weather yeah. uh, at the Blue Heron Reserve. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm glad that we could have a cooler conversation yeah. and dive into these things. Do you want to leave listeners with anything else? Any comments? Any any last thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that... Uh, <clears throat> um, what, uh, what we need to... Uh, uh, learn um, is to to uh, drop our our differences uh, and uh, focus on what is really important and uh, and that's uh, that's within our community as well uh, and and external community um, we have a lot of wonderful uh, partners out there uh, who are who are interested in uh, in um, uh, respecting, you know, our language, our culture, our uh, our 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 lands, our our title, and in this age of uh, climate change, that is uh, becoming more and more important. Um, but um, uh, when the when people are able to uh, pick up uh, 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 a phrase like "loi kusutalochet seiloch skakato." That means uh, we have to learn to live together in a good way, right? That when they when they learn that that comes from tchulatza, you know, um, the stone, you know, that this uh, this man is his name in our in our uh, times was tchulatza, and uh, uh, today uh, Herb Joe. You know, he, he carries that name. So that's his ancestor. So uh, that stone uh, was found in, in an agricultural field out by Samath, Sumas. And uh, uh, the people who found it, uh, it, uh, they, they gave, it winded up being in a, in a museum down in, down in the state of Washington. And 
took Valatza, Herb Joe, and he uh, found out. He went down there and he saw his he saw his relative down there. So he got really uh, motivated to to call the family together, to call people together, to approach the museum, and and they finally worked out a plan to bring it back. You know to. Uh, uh, to our, to our territory here, and now it's at building number ten. And but that story, um, that 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 teaching, Tehualatza, um left us. We we need to learn to live together in a good way. It is so profound. It's so so uh, meaningful. Um, and and. Uh, it can be, a, it's a teaching that can be applied, you know, to families in a community. Sometimes, you know, families can get so divided. It's really important for us uh, to drop our differences and focus on what's important, you know, for the well-being of everyone instead of uh, seeking division and, and uh, feeling separated and that kind of thing. But coming together, you know, and doing something good for for everyone, and in today's world, we have to learn to live together in a good way. Lands have been taken away from us. Our culture and language has been uh, eroded. Now we need to seek out uh, um, uh, those people who come to live in our territory. We need they need to learn to live together with Wilmoch in a good way as well. And it's mutual. There's that mutual respect that needs to be there. So that teaching is so powerful. It can be it can be used within our communities and it can be used between our communities and the world around us there as well so that we can come together and learn to live in a good way, in a good way that will respect our land, our, our, our culture, our waters, our fish, and uh, all for the better of not only ourselves, but for future generations. Mm-hmm.